0: Welcome, Heartache Connoisseur listeners. I'm your host, Marty Carpenter, MD, coming to you with another episode of the Heartache Connoisseur podcast. How's it going? Have you hung your trimmings? Have you put a Yule log on the fire? Are you kissing your loved ones under the mistletoe? Are you decking your halls? Do you have your shopping done? Have you put your lights up and are they better than the house next door? And that right there is a segue into today's episode, (laughs) which is about comparing. You know what this is. It's when you you look at what you have and then you look at what the other person has and you feel shame. You feel despair because you know you're not measuring up to some external, imaginary, made-up, worldly standard. You're not keeping up with the Joneses You're not as cute, you're not as skinny, you're not as strong, you're not as fast, you're not as smart, you're not as rich, you're not as well-dressed, you're not as funny, you're not as successful, you're not as well-traveled, you're not as well-educated, you get my drift? There's a million things we use to cut ourselves down or build ourselves up, and I am no different. Just the other day I was at the gym and I walked in and there was a large, very masculine gentleman there doing deadlifts. Now deadlifts, a deadlift is when you bend over and you pick up weight and then you stand back up with it. I've been doing deadlifts and some other lifts because I'm starting to train for a canoe portage trip to the boundary waters this spring. And I don't want to be the weak link. (laughs) I don't want to be the guy saying, hey, guys, can we stop? I can't carry this any farther. I'm too tired. So I've been going to the gym, and there was this guy, and he was doing deadlifts. And he was grunting, and he was sweating, and he looked pretty good. I'm going to be honest with you. He had a pretty nice uh, chest. (laughs) He was taller than me. He was younger than me. I looked at the weight he had on the barbell, and I knew I could deadlift more than him. And he was grunting. At one point, he even got in trouble from the staff for dropping the barbells on the ground in a very loud and grunty way. (laughs) So I waited till he was done, and he was about to take the weight off, and I walked over to him, and I was like, Hey, you can just leave all that on there. That's fine. I don't need any of that off so I started doing my sets and trying to make it look as easy as I could and I saw him watching me out of the corner of his eye I was trying not to grunt or make it look difficult in any way so then I'd slap a little more on and I'd slap a little more and I got to about my fourth set and I thought I'm going to go for the gusto right here and I slapped on another 20 now this is more than I've ever deadlifted before I'm in completely new territory and I go to lift it and I feel my back grab. (laughs) And so for the next four days, I lived with this excruciating pain in my lower back and I was taking ibuprofen all the time and it got better and I didn't need surgery or anything, but that that's what happens. That's what you get when you compare And you don't accept your limitations and you don't accept yourself the way that you are. And you decide that you need to show people up at the gym. Which you would have thought that I had outgrown that sort of thing, especially given the content of these podcasts. Uh, But I was not practicing what I preach in that moment. But what about this comparing thing? I mean, on one hand, it makes perfect sense. It makes complete sense. If your highest value is winning, if your highest value is being the best, then comparing makes all the sense in the world. I'm not going to sit here and try and convince you to stop comparing. It's not just something you quit doing, like kicking cigarettes. To stop comparing requires a shift in your view of reality. It requires a shift in your very highest values. And in our society, we've got a problem with our values. We have collectively decided that being the best is our highest calling. I mean, look at our sports, look at our movies, look at our TV. It's about money. It's about how many Super Bowl rings do you have? It's about how nice is your body? How cute are you? What kind of car do you drive? What are your social media posts look like? I mean, we've got science coming out all over the place revealing that the more time you spend looking at social media, the more miserable you become. And in my field, interestingly, there's this famous study where the island of Fiji did not have television until the year 1985. And in their culture, a bit more of a full figure was considered desirable. And they had 0% prevalence of anorexia nervosa. And then in 1985, they get Western television, and guess what happens? The prevalence of anorexia nervosa and other eating disorders shoots sky high <laughs> instantly, almost overnight. If you think that what you digest in the media has no effect on your value system, think again. You can't escape it. The only way to escape it is to not drink it in. You have to turn it off if you don't want it to have an effect on you. But interestingly, I think, and in fairness to the whole concept of comparing, let's look at nature. At my house, we've been into this show on Netflix called Meat Eater. This guy named Steven Rinella, and he goes around shooting animals. But the reason I like it, I don't hunt. But I like this show, and one of the reasons I like this show is because this guy's kind of a deep thinker. For him, there seems to be sort of a spiritual piece to his pursuit of game and his view of the wilderness and his view of what it means to be a preserver of nature and things like that. So I sort of respect his take on things. And uh, so we've gotten into it. But I have to confess that in nature it is. It's about the biggest antlers. It's about which, which buck or which bull or which ram is going to waltz into the middle of a bunch of females and drive all the other ones out. And so I have to believe that to some degree, our comparing and our desire to be bigger, better, faster, stronger, et cetera, is related to leftover evolution and is buried deep in our lizard brain. And there's not much we can do about that. But the problem is it leaks in. It leaks into our decision making. It leaks into how we treat our kids. I mean, we tell our kids we love you just the way you are. And then we ground them when their report cards aren't up to snuff. And this idea of comparing is something that we we focus on in mental health a great deal. In cognitive behavioral therapy, which is a form of psychotherapy that you may have heard of, there is a concept called the cognitive distortion. And what a cognitive distortion is, is a way of looking at the world and yourself in the world that is erroneous and leads to suffering, leads to depression, leads to anxiety. That we look around and we have all kinds of ways that we miss it. And comparing is considered to be a common cognitive distortion. So if comparing makes sense from a certain perspective, When does it stop making sense? At what point do we let it go as a value? And thankfully, the nature of things rings it out of us eventually. At some point, Hussein Bolt is not going to be the fastest runner in the world anymore. Beauty fades. Strength fades. Your mind goes. Your clothes go out of style. Your house needs remodeled. Your car deteriorates, and eventually we all die. It's not that we need to do away with the whole idea of comparing and competition. It has a place. It's very deeply held within our psyche. And it's not something you can just tell yourself to stop doing. But what you can do is you can explore deeper truths. And the truth... That makes the whole idea of comparing completely silly and obsolete is that more than anything, we are all in the same human boat. We all struggle. We all feel pain. Your life, in certain ways, is hard. I am here to tell you, I have treated enough people from all walks of life, rich, poor, some well-known in their field, completely anonymous, Joe off the street, and I can tell you that life is hard for everyone. Life is hard in certain ways for everyone. Maybe not in the exact same ways, but we all struggle. We all deal with a deep brokenness on the inside. We all have regret. We all have fear, and we're all capable Of great atrocity. We are all also capable of amazing love, amazing acts of charity and service. We are capable of beauty that's beyond human comprehension. The freedom from comparing comes when we accept the nature of the human condition. What does it mean to be a heartache connoisseur in this instance? Being a heartache connoisseur. In this instance means leaning into your envy, lean into your pride, own it, feel the jealousy, look at your neighbor and admit and be aware that you wish you were driving that car, that you wish you were with that partner, that you wish you had their job. Just own it. The reason that's important is that if you are able to own it, you are less likely to act on it. You are less likely to engage in the futility of trying to one-up your neighbor. If you can simply own the darkness inside of you, taste it, talk about it, admit it, swish it around in your mouth, and drink it in. It's when we deny it and we justify, we tell ourselves we're okay, that we go out and buy the nicer car, that we spend the money we don't have, that we kill ourselves in the gym trying to look a certain way. We starve ourselves to the point of anorexia nervosa. But that's not all. We have to stop trying to tell the world who we'd like to be. And let the truth be whispered to us. And the truth is, you are beloved. The truth is, you have a part to play in the unfolding of the greatest story known to humankind. And that your part is significant, and it has meaning, even if the significance of it is poorly understood by you at this time. There is a faith requirement. In all things good, in all of the best things, there is a faith requirement. You have to choose to believe that you matter to your creator. And I believe, in fact, you are a piece of art in a museum filled with masterpieces everywhere. And the art does not paint itself. We must accept that something greater than ourselves has chosen to create us exactly the way we are. We are free to take responsibility and better ourselves. But bettering yourself doesn't look like killing yourself to the point of a backache in a gym. It doesn't look like having a designer handbag. It looks like learning how to be. We have a saying in our business. It says, Become a human being instead of a human doing. That it's about being the art. It's not about doing something and providing a result. And as you allow yourself to be, your deepest purposes will be revealed to you. Your actions will begin to make more sense. They will take on intentionality and purpose. And there you will find the meaning you are looking for in the comparing. I've mentioned Richard Rohr before on this podcast and he has a new book out. It's called the universal Christ. And here's a quote, the universal Christ is trying to communicate at the deepest intuitive level that there is only one life, one death, and one suffering on this earth. We are all invited to ride the one wave, which is the only wave there is. Call it reality if you wish but we are all in this together. Consider how a one-lump awareness of reality upends so many of our current religious obsessions. Our arguments about private worthiness, reward and punishment, gender, race, and class distinctions, private possessions, all the things that make us argue and compete largely become a waste of time and an illusion. All these lived arguments depend on some type of weighing measuring, counting, listing, labeling, and comparing. The gospel, by contrast, is about learning to live and die in and with God, all our warts included and forgiven by an infinite love. The true gospel democratizes the world. Amen, Father Rohr. I'd like to thank you very much for tuning into this podcast. Feel free to share it with your friends and neighbors if you think it would benefit them. Feel free to reach out and drop us a note at contact at theheartacheconnoisseur.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions or things you'd like to hear an episode about, don't hesitate. We'll see you next time, pain sippers. Hedge me when the feet have been, oh yonder I go. Say.